0: Alright, I'm going to hand out copies of the Apostles' Creed again, and if you have one and you kept it, you're in the minority. Uh, If you get one, take a picture of it if you know you're not going to keep it, or stick it in your Bible and then you'll have it, Uh, that sort of thing. We're in lesson two of our study of the Apostles' Creed. If you're just joining us, uh, our normal rhythm is to study through books of the Bible in class, but we're changing that up for six, eight weeks this summer uh, to study through one of the courses in the Third Millennium Ministries material. That is thirdmill.org, or you can download the Third Millennium app as you would access the course material either way. You can watch or listen. You can read. Uh, There's lots of different ways depending on your learning style. We're not going to say the Apostles' Creed again in class because we're saying it in the service, Um, but we are going to study further today. Last week in Lesson 1, we talked about the fact that creeds are not ultimate, but they can still be an important way to draw out the teachings of the faith. Uh, We talked about how the Apostles' Creed was used in the early church, the training up of new believers and that sort of thing, the training up of children. We talked about how we could use it in our day. Uh, As for lesson two, our focus is on the first couple lines of the Creed, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. So uh, we're probably going to end up spending two weeks on this section. There's a lot in here. In getting started, actually, the first couple sentences in the lesson uh, provide us with a good conversation starter. It says, Many religions worship a being that they refer to as God, which brings up a good question. Are all these religions worshiping the same being, just by different names? Or, are they worshiping different gods altogether? So, Lots of religions say they worship God. So does that mean that we're all worshiping the same being, just calling that same being different names, or are we worshiping different gods altogether? What do you think? Different gods. Um, Yeah, that's the teaching the Bible, that uh, they're worshiping idols, false gods, no gods. Um, There is only one true God, and that is the consistent teaching of the Bible from beginning to end. Uh, He has revealed himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is one of the main themes throughout the Old Testament, Uh, not the Trinity as much, though it is hinted at even as early as chapter 1, but the fact that there is one true God. So, to understand a bit of the context in the Old Testament, you have to understand that there were all of these pagan nations that were worshiping many gods. But the one true God enters into the fray, calls His people out of that darkness, and teaches them the truth. Chiefly about Himself, um, but then also about how to live in light of it. So, all throughout the Old Testament, First Kings 8... Verse 60, the Lord is God, there is no other. Psalm 86.10, you alone are God. 2 Kings 19.19, you alone, O Lord, are God. And this really starts all the way back in Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Not God's, but God. And that's kind of lost on us because we're used to it. But when you consider that... That is being uh, said into a culture where everyone, all the nations, are worshiping many gods. And they all had their ideas and their creation narratives. It says, God created. So when we say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, I mean, that's really what they were picking up on, is this teaching from the very beginning uh, about the one true God. You go to Genesis 2, and the language is changed from God to Lord God, uh, Yahweh. Now, it's not a different God. It's just a different name for the same God that was revealed in Genesis 1. And there are lots of names for God. That doesn't mean there are lots of gods. There are lots of names revealing different attributes of God's character and, and that sort of thing. Uh, what is it called when people worship many gods? Polytheism. Polytheism. Uh, What are some examples of polytheism historically into today? Hinduism Hinduism is a huge one up to the modern day, uh, primarily in India, but all throughout the world. Greek and Roman, Roman, that's right. Uh, The Roman Empire, you had Zeus and you had all the many gods and really they saw themselves as gods and... um, what else? Ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt. Uh, Pharaoh was seen as an image of the gods, and so when when we understand what it means when God says that all people are created in the image of God, uh, there were only thought to be like the kings and the pharaohs, but there were you know many gods, and and he was bringing the will of the gods to the earth. Uh, one important backstory to understand in terms of the plagues on Egypt is it is a judgment on the gods from God. So, like the Nile, for instance, was thought to be like uh, the goddess of fertility. So, when the Nile is turned to blood, it is like you know, let your fertility turn to death. Um, there is this aspect of God's judgment, the one true God, on these false gods. Uh, in polytheistic Egypt. Alright, so polytheists worship many gods. Are Christians polytheists? No. No. Just seeing if you're awake. (laughs) But some say that we are. Who says that we are? Islam Islam says that we are polytheists because we worship Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And they say, you guys. And they actually even say it different than that because Muhammad understood misunderstood what uh, Christians were saying, but one God, three persons, uh, I believe in God. That's, that's the beginning of the confession in the Apostles' Creed. What is it called when you believe in the existence of one God? Monotheism. Monotheism. Uh, Christians are not the only monotheists. What are some other examples? Muslims. Muslims, who else? Judaism so all right we pretty much know that we don't worship the same gods as the polytheists right I mean the Hindus and they have all these gods and you go to India and it's there's lots of gods and they're just wood and stone just like in the Bible uh, but you know there's these monotheists and like the Muslims and the Jews and we all claim uh, that Abraham is our ancestor. So, and we all claim to believe in the one true God. So, don't we just believe in the same God?
1: <clears throat>
0: <Uh-oh>. With confidence. <laughs> Why? Well,
2: I mean, if, if you look at their, especially their writings of those religions, they all exclude each other from being the same God. Yeah. uh,
0: When we get specific about what we mean when we say we believe in God, we're saying very different things. Right? Yeah. There's a good quote in the uh, in the lesson I'm going to read. I think the Judaism one might confuse us more than the Muslim one, although I'll tell you a story in a minute. But. this is from the lesson on page 5 in the reading. Um, and the reading is exactly verbatim to the videos, so I don't, I, sh- I should have marked the minute mark if you want to go back. But anyway, uh, we need to point out that not all monotheistic religions worship the same God. As we have said, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam each worship only one God. And more than this, they all identify this one God as the God of Abraham, at least in name. But the concepts they attach to the name God of Abraham are very different. That's what Sam was saying. They disagree over his character, his divine actions, and even over his very nature. Consider Judaism. Judaism bases its faith on the Old Testament, which Christians also do, but they deny the Trinitarian God that the Bible reveals. In fact, they deny each person of the Trinity. They reject Jesus as Lord and God incarnate. They deny that the Holy Spirit is a divine person. And by rejecting Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they deny the Father who sent them. As Jesus Himself said in Luke 10.16, He who rejects Me, rejects Him who sent Me. So I could see how we would think that we believe in the same God as the Jews, and perhaps there's just a waiting for more maturity to see how things develop, but Jesus says something very different than that. If you reject Him, you reject the Father. You're rejecting Yahweh. Jesus is Yahweh. (laughs) He said, I am. Um, So that one would trouble us maybe more than uh, the Muslim one. In terms of the difference of the views of God of Islam, uh, there's a good quote by Ligon Duncan on page 6. I won't read it to you, but there are many differences. The most fundamental difference is what we mean when we say God is one. We both would say God is one. But it is what we mean by that. Uh, We're both monotheists. But they believe, and when they say that, they are trying to uh, say that there is no communion or fellowship within God. And what we say, that there is eternal communion within God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, who have existed in self-giving love for all of eternity. It's hard for us to wrap our minds around because we're not meant to wrap our minds around God. We're meant to worship Him. And He gives us some insight into what He's like. But um, that would be the, the most fundamental difference is what we mean when we say God is one. They mean God is one being, one person, No fellowship, no community within God which directly contradicts the teaching of the Trinity which is one of the most fundamental teachings of the
3: Christian faith. Chris? Yes. So I have two thoughts. Okay. Um, I would would challenge the assumption that we do not worship in the beginning the same God, we being Christians, we being Jew, uh, the Judaistic faith, or the Muslim faith. I believe in the beginning, not in the beginning, like being a Genesis, when we first choose to believe in a singular body and in the God of the Old and the New Testament, I believe that those three religions are attempting to, um, I'm just putting them on an equal playing field in that first part, they are attempting to worship the one God. And then, so, point one, I think, is. When we use our filter about trying to describe and then put parameters on God, that's where the two get off track. And then at that point are no longer worshiping God um, because they're not letting the Holy Scripture outline what God tells us he is. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's my take on part one. I, I believe they start, the other two start, in worshiping the same God that we worship. Whether you agree with me or not, that's my thought on it. So I think the more difficult, um, you were saying a minute ago, what's difficult for us to wrap our heads around, any of us to wrap our heads around, is this, this singularity that also has multi-persons. So the other two religions are stuck on the singularity of God, yeah. and what a Christian believes, whether they can attach a scientific or a mathematical description of it, is the ability... For something to be both one and many at the same time mm-hmm. um, and I can think of what makes perfect, perfect harmony for me is I think of a cube um, that has four dimensions to it and this makes sense to our brain because we live in a four dimensional construct, mm-hmm. length height width and time so all things that we understand in our, in our place in this planet and our universe that we belong in can be measured by those and to the other two religions they're okay as long as it fits in that four dimensional construct and God lives outside of he's able to intervene and obviously does he created the construct that we live in and because they reject that they then by my humble opinion that's why they reject the multi-person singularity of the Christian God mm-hmm. so that's
0: my who wants to respond thanks for sharing your thoughts mm-hmm. anyone?
3: I don't think Clint's wrong in assuming that when people are trying to worship God, they're not trying to worship the true God, and that's what's created in us. So, an attempt at religion is an attempt at worshiping the true God. You just get off track on how you're taught and which way you're following. Mm -hmm. So, knowing that following Jesus is the, the way, the truth, and the life, unless you're on that path, you have failed in your attempt to worship the true God. So I think any religious attempt is an attempt at worshiping the true God because that's what's within us.
1: But the only way we could worship the true God would be Him revealing Himself to us. Right. So you'd be naturally on that path by Him. It's not our, because I'm doing it the right way. Correct. Because I looked
3: right. Yeah. I would say God's we're face. incapable of worship. Absolutely. As you know, to so agree I don't with think you. it ever was God. Mm-hmm.
0: If it's not. Well, so to okay. Brandon's point though, Romans 1 does talk about some knowledge of the one true God in every person. It's not a saving knowledge, but it is a knowledge. I mean, you read through they know him and yet they refuse to worship him. But they so that yes to that. We every creature knows somehow some way God created me and I, you know, that seeking worship is perhaps uh, fueled by that innate knowledge of God. But it is a knowledge that has been darkened by sin. It is not a saving knowledge in any sense of the word. It is not true wisdom and understanding. And so I would deny that they ever actually worship the one true God um, because the only way to do that is in Christ. And so we we need to make distinctions. Yes, they know Him in some vague way uh, under sin and the curse, since, and I do think that that innate, I'm calling it knowledge because Romans 1 does, but I don't mean saving knowledge, that is what drives them to seek after God, and yet, to truly worship God, you must be in Christ.
2: We have the Pharisees, and we always look at them in the New Testament and think they're terrible people. Yeah. I mean, they were trying to worship Yahweh, yes. you know, they grew up understanding Yahweh, and Jesus told them that they had the devil. I mean, that's um, right. Because they would not acknowledge Him and uh, they were darkened in their understanding. They were yeah. going to watch tomb, so they, they really worshiped themselves and what they could do. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yes. Kind of, I mean, it was funny. I, you know who that Bishop Shapiro guy is? Uh huh. Um, you know his verbiage is just so close. Yeah. And, um, he yeah,
0: was, he's sharp, he was, sharp in terms of he, cultural he commentary and things like sharp,
2: that. he was talking about Chris Pratt, no, you know, Chris Pratt, the actor that uh-huh. was said that speech on. He goes, "It's so great to go listen to his points, and this is wonderful." Except all this blood stuff, like you know that point about um, uh-huh. grace and needing blood. Uh huh. He goes. Uh, he, he gets up to that point. It sounds so similar. Uh huh. Until right, at the, uh-huh. right at the Yeah. End. Jesus.
0: Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um. That's good. Well. I have a question. Okay. Um, I was kind of thinking what
1: differentiates us from other religions mm-hmm. is how we treat other people, mm-hmm. specifically children and the value of life. You know, mm-hmm. but in Japan, people are very humble, yeah. very kind and very. Um, just aware of the other person and mm-hmm. very, I, yeah, I mean if you get in their way, they're apologizing to you because it was fault yeah. they were walking by. Yeah, so I was just thinking what religions I don't I don't even know Japan and China what religions they kinda gravitate to.
0: Atheism.
2: Okay. Okay. Well they're like Buddhists. They have they grab a bunch of stuff. So it's like it was a little Buddhism, a little Shinto it was like unique to Japan and then they have Christianity too, actually. Yeah. Some of it. They just take what the pieces that they like, and
0: so. They... Like helping people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that that is okay. So we are. But,
1: Different part of the world. I mean, because we, it's natural to go. To
0: but I know lots of people that are whether atheists or Muslims or they love children and they are kind people and so.
1: Sometimes better than me. Yeah. You know, like, Yeah,
0: and and so that is not the most fundamental aspect of what it means to be christian is there a real sense in which yes god has called us to be his holy people distinct he gives us his holy spirit he's transforming us into his likeness and image yes is that involved loving people and you know loving our yes um but the most fundamental distinction is who is god and and um you know it is really That's it. And the more we get to know him, you know, the more we grow in understanding him, the more we grow in reflecting what he's like. But, you know, God, part of what's happening in Christianity, too, a lot of Christians are worse in the sense that they're finally able to be honest about who they really are. (laughs) Because a lot of people doing the religion thing have to keep it up and keep it going and appear to be something that they're not deep down in their heart. But when you come to Christ, you have the freedom to be a sinner. He came for sinners, not the righteous. And so all of a sudden you see people like, those Christians have some real problems. Yeah, because God is full of grace and mercy and love and He's calling a sinful people out of darkness into His marvelous light. And He is transforming us and we will be fully transformed one day. I ain't there yet. But I think that's part of why, too, we can look around and go, man, those people are way better. Not at the heart level they're not, but um, they're also, they have this veneer that they have to keep up because that's the whole thing, especially if you think I'm earning whatever God's favor by keeping it up. But don't you know that's just a miserable way to be? It's funny
4: we were watching the radio Disney. Came down from when we used to watch the MTV uh-huh. towards the youth ministry. So I thought, okay, I'm going to see the radio these days. So at least I can be familiar with who my kids you know. never felt older. in my life. But the message was so... With the
2: marshmallow on his head. His name's marshmallow.
4: The message was so... I've never heard more like Love yourself, be true to yourself, be kind to others. I mean, it was great messages, you would say, because you're going, I remember thinking, but man, the culture is so, suicides on the rise and bullying's uh-huh. on the rise and all, You're going, something is not working. Like, and how hopeless would that be to think, okay, Radio Disney, that's our one effort to get this message out and have kids have hope. And you're going, but flip side is just not working. So
2: yeah, like, you go to your room at night and you lay in bed. And and you go, but, but I don't love
4: myself today, or I don't like. You realize that you know, message just he fails. Just yeah, it was wild. It was interesting conversation to have with your our kids and saying like, you can't mean this is empty, empty mm-hmm. promises and empty hope. Even though this sounds really good and it's probably a better message than what I grew up with, but mm-hmm. um,
0: it was that's where the Chris Pratt message. While well, I, I. Would bring it up in a negative light, in some sense. But I would say, in the Hollywood scene where that's the norm, for him to even just say you're imperfect <laughs> is like to even
4: look outside of yourself.
0: Yeah, anyway, and that you know. God is real, and you know, I mean, uh, it wouldn't qualify as a very good sermon. But when you think about his context and what he's saying. It's a very different message than the one that you're typically getting there, and it is encouraging in that regard. Um, I thought about the part where I, but you guys have helped me, you know. But just the um, God, he said, God is real, God loves you, and God wants the best for you. And and thinking about it through this grid that we're studying, I thought, well, what God? Who are you talking about? He he did mention blood. He never said Jesus. So I mean, the. But the point, I I knew what he meant, and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. He's a believer, but the um, I think for our purposes, the more that God reveals Himself, the harder it gets to um, say we mean that God or this God, you know, because God has revealed Himself in Christ. It's very exclusive, very inclusive, but very exclusive. Any thoughts about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't. Uh, but I guess it, you know, lightened the mood a little bit. It seemed a little awkward to me, but it was good advice. Yeah, it was well done. I mean, Josh liked it. Just,
1: taking our son to the ER, which had Disney on, and 11 o'clock at night, regular Disney is not good. (laughs) Just if you're ever up that late. But when we went to Atlanta, we went to a brace game, and they were all at the beginning, we want this to be family friendly, Uh family friendly, Um, be aware of the families around you, don't cuss, don't blah, 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 blah. Well, they've got LGBT night, you know, advertised everywhere, and I'm like, different. You know, sorry if I stepped on any toes, but... It's the world I, we're living in. Which family? What, how do you define family? How yeah. How do you define...
0: Yeah, just a thought. Yeah.
2: We should nope. all stop going to Disney World.
0: <laughs> You're just looking for an out. No, but to... Totally You know, I'm going to... I'll bring this uh, on the heavier end of things. But, you know, we could laugh and think those messages on Disney Junior or whatever it was you're watching are silly. And they are. But they're also devastating. Because people imbibe that and they live by that and they know deep down they're not measuring up to that. They're they're not being their best now and and they're racked with guilt and shame and they cannot Figure out how within this worldview that everybody's pitching me to go forward. That's why the suicide rate is what it is. Because people are hopeless. Because they're not good. <laughs> they're not. And, and that's really what every other religion is about, is being a good person. Only Christianity gives you the freedom to be who you really are, to come as you really are, to worship the one true good person, the God-man Jesus Christ. And um, it really is okay that we're not okay. and That's a big part of the message that we have to give this hopeless culture because they're trying to measure up everywhere and they're not. And we found great rest in not only the fact that it's okay that we're not okay, but we found the one who is. We found the one who covers our guilt and our shame and, and takes all of these burdens off of us. So it really is hopeless and it really is important You know, I don't know about giving up Disney World, but I do know about speaking into this culture because that message is everywhere. And that's where I think Chris Pratt was very helpful. Where it's just like, you know, I remember Rosaria saying when she gave her first speech coming out as a Christian, she looks back on it now, and it wasn't very bold. But given the context, it was incredibly bold. You know what I mean? And uh, I think about that there. It's just like... He was saying something very different than what everybody else was saying.
4: You know, I've had Chris, a lot of people have asked him.
0: Exactly. Where he can further develop... Yeah. What do you mean, blood? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You
3: know, Chris, I think as we uh, journey in our Christian faith and if God grants us more wisdom, the, the ultimate comfort... The ultimate comfort is that I'm saved. The second uh, ultimate comfort lower case would be in the exclusivity of truth. Hmm. I think nothing gives me more comfort than as I understanding how exclusive that group is if you you belong to, if you are in God's chosen people um, and all other religions. Are about being inclusive. Mm-hmm. They really are at their heart. Mm-hmm. They they want to make it a very uh, welcoming, uh, accommodating place. Mm-hmm. And when you really understand the first, you understand what God is. What what this creed is saying. What it's saying in the Bible is about just how exclusive God mm-hmm. is. There is only one path. It is narrow and long. Yeah, the path that leads to destruction. Wide, wide. all encompassing. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. a good point. It is, and that's that is the thing where I would just encourage us to be more specific. Um, I don't think we live in a culture that has any problem with belief in God. God is great. God is good. Let him thank. Let us thank him for our food. And look, that's fine prayer, but I do think that the whole like God loves you message is yeah we'll stand up and cheer. But if we were to add a clarifying sentence on who that God is, they'll pick up stones. And so that's what happened with Jesus. They picked up stones to stone Him when He got more specific. you know. And uh, you're right. It is exclusive. It's also, I would say, the most inclusive. Um, but it is a specific God, the one true God, um, the specific way that he has said that we can come to him. Right, ladies who read Leviticus? <laughs> I mean, thats he's pretty specific. All right. I think, uh, Go ahead.
2: Back to what Brandon was saying earlier, we were created to worship and we're either worshiping Yahweh or we're constructing an alternative all the time. The yep. culture's doing that all the time. If I'm not... And going back to the kids thing, if my kids hear more from the culture... About who that God is, than they hear from the Bible, mm-hmm. then they're going to believe more about what the culture says. And uh, it's—I uh, think a lot of people were like, Cass, just chill out, stop being such a Bible thumper." Uh, but it's—it's it's, uh, too important. It's too important yeah. to, to let Disney Junior or school or whatever mm-hmm. help form their. Uh, perception
0: of God—it's too important. Yeah. So, uh, be, be dramatic. Yeah, I think you're. That's a great point. It is too important, and um, the culture sets the backdrop. That's the way it was in the scriptures. There was this polytheistic culture that set the backdrop, and then God speaks, and His people speak into that to get specific. So, Disney Junior just provides a good backdrop to teach. It just, you know. This is what's being said. Let's think about that. How is that different from what we know about God? Um, and I, we've talked about this before, but I think our temptation is to miss it on both sides. One is the abstinence from everything, right? And now, there is there a necessary abstinence from some things? Of course there is. But the other is all in everywhere. No. You know, but I do think in terms of like if there's a movie, there's some movies that our kids shouldn't watch, but if if there's a movie and you're like, I don't know, maybe why not watch it with them and teach them? I mean, I would more go for that route because you're with them. There's a small portion of their life where they get to be shepherded how to think and how to view the world, and we're dependent on God for Him to really stick that in their hearts. But take advantage of the Disney Junior opportunities that are everywhere. Uh, right now, so.
2: Remember, we were talking about that with the, uh, with the iPad and how, like, I noticed Preston, like, he would be watching something. And I'm like, man, that's real girly. Like, man, that's for girls, dude. Watch this. This is Paw control. This is better. You know? <laughs> but now, but now though, he's like looking at his mom, going, "Is this too girly?" Like, blah blah, blah. I'm like, I don't mean to be that. I wouldn't. Uh-huh. You know, I, I took it as was kind of funny. You know, like everybody's laughing. But in this, in a sense, it might teaching right. And, uh-huh. and how do I address that? And yeah. you know, you can watch whatever, but. It just bothered me that he was just, you know, because that iPad, whatever plays next, plays next. Uh And it somehow goes down this rabbit hole of, like, first you're watching something that's really cool, and if you don't pay attention, next thing you know, what are they watching? Like, what is this? You know, even the kids version.
0: Well, and anything, you know, is going to have commercials. And generally, those commercials are tending to want to draw you into something else. And so there's some mature commercials on some, you know, children's stuff. And, I mean, but, hey, look, they're going to see things that you wish they hadn't seen at that point in their life, use it as a teaching moment. And, you know, back to that, we had a good conversation about that, but it's not wrong to want to teach design. In fact, I would say it's absolutely necessary in the culture that we live in to teach that God made all people in His image, male and female, He created them. And uh, there's a distinction there that's being made. And, you know, we need to teach our kids that. But I hear what you're saying too, I mean... You don't want to just be like, to, locker to, room.
2: You don't want to bail out on that message and just say, boys are cowboys and girls are princesses. Exactly. And yeah, I just taught design to my kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what we were saying, too, is like, I was like, so I just wanted to be clear with him, like, just to know, like, we were watching this thing on TV, and I was like, see, she's a cute girl, isn't she? She's cute, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, look at that, you know? And I was like, am I taking this too far? I just want to make sure we're clear of, like,
0: <laughs> Just leave it there for now. (laughs) All right, good stuff. Uh, Any last parting shots? We didn't get as far as I thought we might, so a lot of room to cover next week. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, we do come as your holy people. And um, that is not an explanation of our character as much as it is an explanation of yours. Lord, uh, we are holy because you've said so, not because we have lived so. And we confess freely that we are sinners through and through, but that uh, you sent your Son to pay for our sins to live a righteous life in our stead. You have covered us in His righteousness. You have uh, removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. And we are grateful for the freedom to be honest about who we are deep down, but uh, also for the grace for the eyes to see and ears to hear and the heart to respond to You, Lord, in the gift of Your Son. And um It is eternal life to know You, the one true God, and Jesus Christ whom You have sent. And so, Lord, thank You for the gift of eternal life. We do pray that You would extend that gift to our children. We pray that You would act according to the promises that You have made, even to the generations. And, Lord, um, teach us wisdom in how we mentor and love and disciple them, uh, how we teach them to know You, and love you and follow you, but Lord, again, we recognize we are utterly dependent on your grace. We do continue to pray that you would uh, give us wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of you, that you would enlighten the eyes of our hearts, that you would fill us with the Holy Spirit, that we would walk in love as you have loved us, and uh, we do pray in Christ's name. Amen. Please, please okay i am a
1: little scared because i don't you don't really know me but um and my kids are young so we're not really there yet i have a little control um because of their ages but as far as gods in our current culture Uh um sports take a lot of our kids attention i'm just watching the older ones you know i'm just seeing the kids that are playing on sundays and Wednesday nights and just some observations from some friends that work with kids at a water or something. They're like, we have so many girls because they're not at baseball or because they're not here or there. Uh-huh. So, for me, I'm seeing that as a huge challenge. Um, how in the world do I let my little boy use a gift? He's good. I mean, he can hit the ball at four. I mean, he really can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I want him to play. I want him to do that. I want him to Hit the guy in football because a boy needs that or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, I, I want him to, but where do I draw the line? Where do I, you
0: know, we gotta draw a turn another day. Well, it might be another class period, but I think you're in the right place. I mean, I think there's a lot of people asking the same question. And um, yeah, I, I think that what you said, some may bristle at, but we need to say it that way. There are other gods involved. Um, and so we don't want to bow to them, uh, but in worshiping the one true God, we want to figure out with wisdom how to do the things that you just said. I don't know that we all have very many answers, but I think a lot of people are feeling those tensions as well. Um, so maybe we'll do a whole Sunday on that. <laughs> but it's a good it's
1: something i yeah. yet, like I said. So.
0: Yeah, it's a good question, and and we'll have to pick that one back up. Another time. But I think you're on the right track, and, and people in here are asking those same questions.
1: Okay, we can leave
3: now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thanks for bringing it up.
3: What time we eat Uh Right after
0: Second Service. Right after Second Service. Yeah. Thank you, sir.
4: Use this you the sure.